Sports listeners, this is your host, Erica Salter, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. It's a whole hour of Santa Barbara teen athletes and all those people and businesses that support those teen athletes. Wow! Nice little Anne on there, Dee. I love it. That's from our producer, Richard Dugan. Woo-hoo! Hey, hey. Yeah. Well, 10 years, I don't know even how to describe um, my emotions today, really. Um, I found out yesterday that it was our 10-year birthday today. So thank you again, Dr. D. And I think together, because uh, it could not happen without you, with all the love and generosity we've given over the last 10 years, 44 minutes a week has been donated back to Santa Barbara community. And it's a blessing because it couldn't happen without you. So much love to you. Like my brother, you know that. Thank well, you. Thank you. Woo! Thank you very much. I, by the way, yeah. did you ever think, did you ever think that after 10 years we would be doing the show like this? I mean, seriously. <laughs> no, no. But you know something? Because we're the ray of hope. And I, you know, we're always very super, super positive. Yep. And all the people that have surrounded and have gravitated to the show are all kind of like that, you know, starting with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just first one. I, I always got to go to her because she's like one of my top three, four favorites ever over the last dec- year, decade. She's in Montecito right now, freshman from UCLA, Ava Burford, four year, five, well, now five years on the show and i know she's always got some great um uh she's just a deep she's 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 just amazing ava what's going on <laughs> hey Erica. Well, first of all happy birthday everyone oh my gosh this is so amazing um you know i just been in my room doing online classes um and just kind of getting the hang of everything um but overall, you know, everything's been really good. Um, I just wanted to share something that I really appreciated from this quarantine. I know that the news and there's so many things that are like people complaining or how much longer we have to stay home. But, you know, I've just been really grateful from having this time that I can be back at home that I feel like every time I was coming home before it was for like someone's birthday or this big monumental event. But now (laughs) like I can come home and I'm like here for a long time now. And in the morning I can enjoy like having coffee with my parents or going on a nice walk and hearing about like the little day everyday struggles. And then we all can like come together for dinner and watch our animals like attack each other and it's all just like i don't know it's really nice um not the animals attacking each other but like <laughs> just coming together to like collectively well uh, you make me laugh because i have that same situation at my home we have five cats <laughs> and one dog and the dog yeah. thinks the cats are play toys yeah our dog thinks that way about our chickens so they'll watch each other through the glass and it's just terrible <laughs> When, when this is over, you're going to have to get a dog whisperer because they're not going to get used to the um, absence. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, I think the, all our animals are going to be affected by this as well. I know. I feel so bad. Our cat's always like looking for us now. And <laughs> usually he's just in this room by himself alone. And it's so sad. Yeah, that's but awesome. Just the quality time has been amazing. And we're getting more sleep now and exercise. So it's all just been really good at Camp Burford, as That's you like nice. to say. 
Ava, that's what I love about you. You know, you are definitely that generation of that light. You're definitely a light worker. And that's what we always have to focus on, the good things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so easy to look at things bad. That's such a, you know, it's it's easy to do that. So I really encourage people to go within. And with Mm -hmm. we've got a lot to talk about. The show's going to be really about a lot of that. We have a great um, cast today of co-hosts that all wanted to come back for the birthday show. Uh, we've got Holly McCord in the house. She's going to be talking to us later. Richard Ellsworth has started a new business. He's going to talk about that. Uh, but let's get right to it. Um, let's get into one of my favorites is uh, what's going on in the community and our community leaders, namely a co-host, Anthony Rodriguez. How you doing, my love? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Okay, so I can never say exactly your title because it's got a lot of words in it. Emergency, disaster, relief, correspondent, coordinator, president, whatever. <laughs> okay, so say, say what you are, what you're doing, and tell us about the food bank. Um, so I am the operations and disaster services specialist for the food bank of Santa Barbara County. And um, we have been extremely, extremely busy, but also grateful for all the community support. And um, actually, thank you so much for the dust mask. I mean, the face masks. Um, you know, you, you guys coming through has been amazing, and it's helped out helped us out a lot um, for us to be able to lead by example by um, you know using our face coverings and stuff. So, um, my job is uh, to basically help feed the county, and um, you know, with all our staff, we have National Guard assisting us, which they've done an amazing job. Um, they've been driving our trucks, Girls Inc. Um, let us use their vans so you know it's not just one organization but it's you know a lot of them coming together and and you know sticking this out because this is something new we've never dealt with this before this is all brand new we're all learning together and um you know for the food bank we've opened up uh, 53, we have actually 53 sites, which are emer- emergency food distribution sites throughout the county. Uh, we have drive through uh, to help assist in, um, you know, flattening the curve. We have a walk-up, but, you know, maintaining that social distance. Um, so we are very... Um, we're very in tune about what it is that's being asked of us, but also the, my greatest joy is being able to say that we have food um, thanks to many donors that are consistently um, assisting us. And um, actually, I just want to give a big shout out to the food bank staff for you know all their hard work because their hard work does not go unnoticed. And um, it's been long days. But everybody's been pulling together, so I am truly grateful and honored to be working for the food bank, and especially at this time, and to be able to see a smile on somebody's face when they receive their bag of food. Um, it's you can't pay me enough uh, to feel what it, how nice it feels to see somebody smile, and you know we can't do it without the donations from the community. You know whether it be money, whether it be food, whatever it is. But um, we're all in this together, and that's it's. Uh, it's been an experience, to be honest with you. Uh, quick question, because I'm a numbers person. Do you have a number yeah. that you feel comfortable with sharing? Yeah, so um, just uh, since March 16th, um, actually March 9th, at the end of March, we um, gave out 1.27 million pounds of food um, in just that short amount of time. Uh, in our phone center, we are receiving over 100 to 150 calls for food deliveries. 
Um, we today we are feeding about a little over four, actually almost five hundred um, members of the community, and that's normally uh, somebody either sheltering in place, or they are in isolation, or they are at high risk. You know, somebody that's over for our seniors, and so in regards to seniors, it's about four hundred and eighty seniors that we're uh, feeding in Santa Maria only. And um, those numbers seem to increase uh, quite a bit, and I know that it will, but um, that's why we definitely need the community's help uh, to be able to continue to uh, feed our community. Thank you so much, Anthony. I wanted to give a quick shout-out because I know you've, um, you guys have partnered with United uh, Boys and Girls Club. And as far as the numbers, that um, Michael Baker was supposed to join us today, but he's just running around doing what Michael Baker does. I fool around and call him Mayor Baker. He gets he gets mad at me. Um, but at the end of the day, the numbers that have last Thursday, customers, he likes to call these people customers. He had 33,756 customers last Friday. Right. It was like a month. Yeah. So, again, yeah. to and Michael actually, Baker. Big shout out to the Boys and Girls Club because you know what? They were the first ones to step up when we needed emergency food distribution sites. And um, I've been going to each of these sites um, verifying that they're following all CDC guidelines and uh, public health ordinances that have been out, and they've been doing an amazing job. So um, I did tell him thank you, but I definitely will continue to say thank you so much to him and his staff for stepping up when we really needed some spots. So they were the first ones to say, what is it that, what do you need? And, and they've been following through. So uh, big shout out to them too. Great. All right, you guys, that's a good way to open up the show today with love. Gotta like that love on 10 T Sports Radio's 10th birthday. Let's take a little break, and uh, we're going to be back with Ed Langlo, if only I'd known, after these messages. This is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Okay, I just got a, a note here, a big piece of paper. It says, talk slower and don't breathe. I don't know what that means. Okay, so that's nice because I am in one set side of the house and Christine and Dominique are on the other side of the house. So I am going to try to talk slower. Okay, that's not going to happen. Um, Ed Langlo is in the house right now. Let's talk about some more positivity. Ed, what do you got going on this week? Good morning. This is Ed Langlo. I have a, another If Only I'd Known segment, so let's get to that. If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. Today's topic, having a bucket list. What is a bucket list? Some would describe a bucket list as something old people write when they think they're close to kicking a bucket. Like in the movie with Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman as old codgers with terminal diseases. If you're still in high school, you probably think this has nothing to do with you. But you'd probably be wrong. Because there's some serious disadvantages in being an old codger and living out a bucket list. You may not have the energy, physical ability, and the time to do the things on your list. Trust me on that one. If only I'd known when I was young to start writing a bucket list while I was still in my teens. If climbing Everest is on your list, you might not want to wait until you're older, and you might uh, 
want to become more knowledgeable about what it takes to actually do something like that while you have the time. Creating a list while you're still in your teens is probably not a bad idea. You may not even call it a bucket list, just a list of things that you want to do sometime during your life. Writing a bucket list could push you into really thinking about what you want to do, and it could be a kick to sit down with a friend and pipe dream about things you could do in your life. Want to drive a NASCAR? The top drivers usually start out young with go-karts and hobby stocks. Want to be an astronaut? It's not out of the question. You probably should start to look into private pilot's license, which requires navigation skills and knowledge of weather patterns, which you could start to learn right there in high school. The sooner you get enthused about something, the more successful you'll be. Call it a bucket list or call it whatever you want, but there isn't much downside to dreaming about your future. Remember this one? Forgiving the past, living the present, and dream the future. Promise you this, if you set your sights on something you want to do someday and start the ball rolling now, you'll be miles ahead when it comes time to actually living them out. Listen in next week for a topic appropriate to follow our bucket list. The pitfalls of procrastination. I'm Ed Langlo. I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Know. I think we should. I love it. Erica, I think we should put that off for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> so funny. Yeah, I was going to join Procrastinators Anonymous, but uh, I thought I'd put it off for a while. Good idea. Yeah, that's very funny. That's hysterical. That's awesome. So you got to listen to all the words. It's great. That's why I like to just close my eyes when you speak because I really get into the depth of it i so appreciate you ed all right i want to get oh, to people oh i mean it all day listen i want to get to uh let's see emily christine and dominique is waving because they all want to uh add to uh what they've uh done this last four weeks as far as the topic is concerned emily how you doing I'm doing fantastic, Erica, and happy birthday, Teen Sports Radio. How fantastic is that? Yes. So, Ed, thank you so much for that, if only I'd known. I One of my favorite quotes is by Joseph Campbell, and he says, follow your bliss and the universe will open doors where there were only walls before. And I love this topic so much, Ed, because I believe that following our bliss or creating a bucket list is one of the main reasons we're here on this planet. And I feel so grateful because once I started to get that, my life transformed. And so when you talked about, you know, climbing Everest, I had a dream about climbing the Himalayas and I put them in my room, the mountains in the room, and I would look there and within three years, I was climbing actually not the Himalayas, it was the Annapurnas, but I was in Nepal and I was following my deepest dreams. And so, and I was, when I, uh, one of my dreams was to live abroad and to teach abroad and I taught in an international school in Portugal and I had teenagers in my classes and we would have the most amazing conversations and I would encourage these students to do exactly what you were saying is get really clear about what matters to you what you're passionate about 
start putting energy towards that. And years later, I have conversations and emails from students who have done just this and they want to communicate to me. And the, the final thing that I'll say about following your bucket list or creating your bucket list is that it shifts energy. When you actually act on behalf of your own dreams, you are moving out of that victim energy. Oftentimes people live in that energy of being a victim to their own life, to that empowerment of being the hero of your adventure. And right now, this is a perfect time because we can be heroic from the inside. A lot of us have that time inside. And so we're building those dreams. We're, you know, I'm hearing about people learning all sorts of different languages. And of course, music, which is my, my plug for learning an instrument, but having that time and energy to put into that so that when the world opens up again that you're going to have skills and inspiration and you're going to be ready to put that into action so thank you so much for talking about one of my very favorite topics and uh, yeah welcome emily thank you <laughs> thank you All for right. saying that yeah well it's, it's a love fest ed it's a love fest that's what the, you want <laughs> on birthday all right yeah Hi, this is Christine Marie, and um, that, yeah, that was so wonderful, writing your bucket list and following your bliss. And one of the things I wanted to add is it's also important to leave a little space for miracles on that list. There's that, the, old, the old adage that life is what happens to you while you're busy making plans. So for me, I found that things have happened in a, in a powerful way that I hadn't even put on my bucket list, didn't even know it was on my bucket list, but once it was um, the opportunity presented itself and I said yes uh, it was amazing and it was you know uh, for me it's like that I, I got to go and live in South Africa I got to go three times in two years I'd never wanted to go to Africa but it just <laughs> happened and these and it happened out of a big change of my having to let go of something I thought I wanted so please leave room for miracles um, there's always a space for that sometimes on my lists I like to put or something better, because I know that my higher self sometimes has way better plans for me than my my mind can come up with. Oh, we got a little time left, Dominique. I know you could add a little spark to the fire. Well, um, I like the saying, follow your passion. And when you wake up in the morning, if you just pause for a moment before you jump into the shoulds mm. uh, and just say, hmm, what's my I want to? And see what comes up, because it's amazing. My current Iwanta has been gardening. So I've been making sure that every day it was something on my bucket list, but now I'm making sure every day I do a little bit. So it, there's lots of ways that we can participate with our bucket list and just relax and settle into the, what do I want to do? It's so exciting. Beautiful. Thank you, Dominique. Richard Ellsworth, I know you can close out this segment with something spectacular. Loving. Keep loving, baby. Sure. Well, um, you know, it's, it's again, this, this same idea of, of um, you know, that idea of waking up in the morning and, and setting these positive intentions that we can start the day with. And, you know, when, when we wake up in the morning or before we go to bed at night, we're in that, that special um, theta state of, of mind where we're really relaxed and our subconscious mind is really susceptible to suggestion. And when we set those intentions, 
you know, they're, they're going to be what we do. They're, they're going to follow through in our, in our reality and we're going to create a, a positive world around us. And especially in, in these times, it's, it's the perfect thing that, that we can be doing every single day. Nice. Ava, do you have anything that you want to just, you had to do something on that bucket list? Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Long right. term or you short broke the, term? You broke the paladin. You broke your bicycle, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, one thing that has um, been on my bucket list that I started um, kind of saving towards is um, this um, year I started a trip fund. So every time I've um, gotten paid, I've put a certain amount of money away. And I think when once it's safe to start traveling again, I really want to go somewhere and be open minded to new cultures and experiences. I don't know where. But hey, I, I know I know where you can stay for free. <laughs> Melania. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Laura. That's that right. So fun. I would Seriously. love that. <laughs> that, that would be, be awesome. I, um, you got to take a bunch of T Sports Radio t shirts because we got a new logo. How about that? I guess. Yes. I would love that. Okay. Just throw them up in the air. Ava, <laughs> throw them up in the air. That's it. <laughs> All right, cool. That's awesome. You know, we uh, loving lots of love to everybody. Hey, we're gonna, we've got the next section is with Holly McCord, Smart Coaching Admissions after these messages. But once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being part of this community. You guys are truly um, not just, you know, Teen Sports Radio, AM 1290, News Press Radio. It's, it's really a big piece of my heart, a big piece of my family. So God bless you all. Let's get with Holly after these messages. This is a Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Yeah, Holly McCord, Smart Coaching Admissions. I just got to say that I did this, folks, for my kids. And I know some people out there are hurting. But once this clears, one thing I love about Holly McCord with Smart Coaching Admissions is she has a lot of stuff on her um that she's uh, offering to people for free so and then when things get a little bit better if you know you it's, you, it's difficult for you to navigate through these times of college admissions again i've done it twice uh for both of my boys it was the smartest financial decision i ever made it actually the money that i got using a college coach paid for the college coach that i would have never sought to go after so here we have holly mccord smart coaching college admissions take it away Great. Well, let me start out with the happy birthday, Teen Sports Radio. Most of the listeners who I would be working with would have been seven years old when this, when this program started. So that's a pretty impressive accomplishment. Yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> we all were young. <laughs> so when it comes to smart college admission, I do want to emphasize that I understand people are potentially struggling financially in light of all that's going on, please feel free to check out the website, smartcollegeadmission.com. It has a blog with lots of free information. And if even if you don't ever contact me, just use the information because I want you to succeed. So with that, let me transition to specifically what's going on these days in college admission because whoo, like everything else, COVID has thrown us a loop. The first thing is keep your priorities straight. 
I understand everybody switched to online school and that has made it great for some people. My 12 year old was in here doing a dance earlier today because his English class didn't meet. <laughs> he was pretty excited about it. <laughs> but the more important thing is some people are really struggling with this. And it doesn't matter if you're college bound or not, please take care of yourself. It's not normal. You don't have to feel normal, but just keep in touch with people and ask for help where you need it. The word of the year is going to be flexible. No surprise there. And it's coming from the colleges themselves. They don't know quite what's going on. Many of you may have already heard that they've canceled the SAT's requirement for the U University of California system. And there are many other schools following suit, but it is not consistent yet anyway. So what does it mean? Well, if you have taken your SAT, Great. You now have a score and you can decide what you want to do with it. If the schools say it is optional, not required, my advice is if your score matches or exceeds what the admitted freshman had last year, send it in. It can't hurt. If it doesn't, use this moment to your advantage and don't send your scores in and let them rely on your grades and other things that speak about who you are and what you've accomplished. As I said, de talking to deans across the colleges, across the country, deans of admission, I've been hearing the same thing. We don't have all the answers at this moment. We're going to be flexible. We're going to have to work with students to make sure that they can manage the process and that the process of college is still accessible. So just kind of keep going is what I can tell you on that front. One thing that I do recommend, what does it all mean for you? It's really important that you stay in touch with your teachers. It may end up that letters of recommendation carry more weight in some schools because they won't have the scores to rely on. And some school districts are going pass fail. Others are using the traditional letter grades. So the, the, teach, the deans and other admission staff may need those letters of recommendation a little bit more than they would in previous years if the schools take those kinds of letters. So stay in touch with your teachers. Let them know if you're struggling or you're thriving. Let them know, hey, I found this really cool science experiment or I, joined, I found a new author I like or whatever it is. Just start the conversation and keep it going. It's good reinforcement for them because remember, even teachers are struggling with how to figure all this out. And they want to know that their students are thriving and if not, how they can help them. What does it mean for the actual applications? Whew. Well, we all know that colleges rely heavily on grades and sometimes SAT scores, but there's a whole nother part, all those extracurricular activities. How do you show you're a leader or participating in extracurricular activities when you can't really participate in much of anything because nobody's allowed to be around each other? Well, have you ever wondered why they want you to show good extracurriculars? Why leadership matters? I mean, you're going to get an academic degree, right? Well, what they really want to know is, do you have good social skills? They want to know that you are not going to be that nightmare roommate for somebody or the one that they have to worry about. They want to know that you can interact with other, your peers and other people. So that's really the purpose of extracurricular activities, to show that you can be part of a community and a contributing member, ideally. So how do you do that when you can't get near anybody? There are plenty of ways. First of all, there's no requirement you do anything. What I do recommend, though, is that you think about the fact that one of the college essays has a good chance of being something along the lines of, 
what did you do during COVID that wasn't studying? That can be, I chilled out to music. I babysat my little sister. It could be something like I went online and found a chat group that's really into pick your subject, your hobby, your sport, whatever. Another thing that would be an easy thing to do is Toastmasters, which is an international organization with clubs all over the world. And what they do is they help people become better public speakers. All their meetings have gone online, but they're still meeting. So if you want to develop a communication skill that will serve you for life, now would be a great time to look into something like a Toastmasters club. With regard to sports, I know that there are some people out there really worried about how this is going to re reflect in the recruiting process. Well, for juniors at least, and certainly for seniors who are mostly through the process at this point, Division I scholarship schools, you would already be on the radar. So you don't need to worry that this is gonna prevent you from getting a scholarship. What If you have any concerns or are worried, I would reach out to the coaches directly and just ask, can you send them videos? What kind of information can you provide to them? They wanna make sure that they know what they have and what they need in terms of their team. So they will be honest with you. And stay in shape, above all. It doesn't matter if you're doing sports this minute or not. Those teams are going to want to be able to pick you up and get you right back on in play mode, so stay in shape. All right, a couple other quick things. What do I do if I haven't taken the SAT and my school requires it? Well, wait and see if they still require it by application time. But what you can be doing now that would be incredibly helpful is to, pardon me, do an online college search. There are dozens of search engines out there, and you can even Google top 10 best college search engines. What you want to do is put in your criteria, have it give you a list that can be anywhere from dozens to hundreds, depending on what your criteria is, and then start digging into those schools. Start finding out what attracts you, what do you like about them, why would you want to go there? That's actually what you'd be doing about this point in the college search anyway. So use your time wisely. Don't spend time worrying about things that you don't know whether or not will happen. But if you can get your list between now and summer figured out, then you'll have a pretty good reference where you can immediately say, oh, I need to take the SATs or I don't, depending upon what those in specific colleges want. Great. Again, just stay flexible and try not to stress. This is all going to be worked out. There are real people in the admission office who have kids just like you, and they don't know what their kids are doing either. So take advantage of it. Use the situation to your advantage where you can. But most importantly, focus on keeping yourself mentally healthy and connected, because this is a time that really needs to be about what's best for you. So that's where I stand with my college admission in COVID. If you have any questions, feel free to go to my website, Smart College admission.com. Use all the resources you can and send me questions if you have them and I'll be happy to get back to you and answer them. Thanks, Erica. Yes. Yay, we love you. <laughs> we got to put that out there. Hey, we're going to take a little break and then when we get back, we've got our own co-host, Richard Ellsworth. We'll be back before after these messages. We are back. The 
this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Wow. Guess we have in the house now, Richard Ellsworth is going to enlighten us, and then we'll follow up with questions before we end our 10th birthday show. Richard. Yes. Well, for starters, I wanted to um, talk about some of the things that I've been doing in my, my quarantined time. Um, about a, a year ago, I had started a business as a, as a natural health practitioner, health coach, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I started while I was living in Mexico. Um, and it was, it was going really well, um, really, really well. And then I came, I, I moved to Santa Barbara and it just sort of collapsed. And, you know, I, I had to, you know, find a, another job that took a lot of my time and I had so many other things to work on. But now I've had all of this time and I decided to sort of recreate it and um, create sort of uh, different aspects of it that would make it more appealing to people. And um, it allowed me, all this extra time allowed me to be more creative with it. Um, so what, what the business is, is essentially, it's called Mountain Sage Healing Arts. Um, and it's, it's a healing arts company for, for consultation and specifically involving um, a, a way, a, a method of, of healing the body that is simple, straightforward, and easy. And I think that's the benefit that people find the most when they're sort of weighing their options between, you know, do I take a Western medical approach or do I take a more, you know, alternative approach? And what people seem to like most about Western medicine is the ease and the speed that it works. But, you know, th those pharmaceuticals are like Band-Aids. They don't always get to the root of the problem. Most of the time they don't. So if, if you're, if you're let's say, a hypothetical situation, you're drowning in a river, you know, Western medicine is, is the life vest that pulls you quickly out of the water. And obviously you need that. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing. Western medicine is not the devil. And it has a, it has a time and, and a place. It's, it's trauma care. You know, if you're dealing with something where you need that life vest immediately to be pulled out of the water, then perfect. But natural medicine or functional medicine um, throws the vest over you and pulls you back up the stream onto that nice sandy bank to figure out how and why the problem happened in the first place. How did you end up drowning? So that it doesn't happen again. But you have to do more of the heavy lifting yourself with natural medicine. You have to take your health into your own hands, really work at it. But my approach in, in Mountain Sage Healing Arts is to replace the ease of Western medicine with the same sort of ease, but with natural modalities. So people don't generally have time for complex dietary and supplement protocols, but they still need to be taken upriver to have that underlying cause addressed. So how can we do that? Well, for me, our, our intake forms are extremely detailed. We can get a really clear picture of our patient's background before we even meet them. So we can look at you know, genetic predispositions, emotional constitutions, etc. And then I create an easy-to-follow diet protocol with amazing recipes that are, that are very simple and delicious, if I, if I do say so myself. Um, then, if necessary, we'll add some targeted supplements or homeopathics if we need to correct any genetic predispositions on the epigenetic level. Now, all of this might sound a little bit complicated, but only for me. I'm doing all the heavy lifting in the background, but the patient is, is experiencing an extremely easy, straightforward protocol that they can follow to heal whatever it is that they're dealing with. Um, so far, the patients that we've worked with have had incredible results, um, specifically people with 
with Lyme disease or other chronic inflammatory response um, syndrome type diseases. And um, those are things that we work at at the epigenetic level with, with homeopathy. Um, and that works just incredibly well. So I've been able to use this time to get creative, um, you know, working on websites, Instagram posts, things like that. And, and I have all this time to create all this new content. Um, so fairly soon there will be um, a bunch of videos, probably three or four times a week. Um, and they will talk about uh, different types of healing things that, that you can do for, for more common things. Um, and then if you need something more targeted um, to you as an individual, which is obviously the goal of functional medicine, then you could get in contact with me and, and set up an appointment um, and we can create a, a protocol that, that will be specifically tailored to your unique healing needs. Nice. Okay, well, Richard, what we want to do next, okay, is we want to get knock out that commercial with Dr. D. You know, and Dr. D has his own show. We got because you know this, during this time, I always like to build because that's what I do. Anybody knock over my sandcastle when I was a kid? I used to have to throw them in the ocean. So, uh, building is awesome, and I love this what you're doing. And I know I got a text here. I think Dr. D's got a question, but I got to go to Ed Langlow first because he checked in first. So, Ed, what's your question? Uh, yeah, I, I did have a question that I thought would be appropriate for Richard. It was an article that I was reading the other day about sleep and, and how cytokines are proteins that help with your immune system that are released during sleep. So if you don't get adequate sleep during this time, it could be a lot more detrimental. So I was hoping Richard could uh, elaborate on that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that is incredibly true. Um, we, we experience, when our body is under a, a state of inflammation, we experience what's called a, a cytokine storm. Um, and basically our body will just get overwhelmed as it's trying to, to, to heal itself and figure out what's wrong and fight off these foreign invaders. And when that happens, our immune system takes, takes a drop. So it's really important that we have this, this sleep. And also during sleep, we have a lot of um, detox things that are going on. We have phase one, phase two, phase three detox. All of our organs are, are resetting themselves. They're flushing out all the toxins from the day. It's a really important time for our bodies and our brains to just reset. And that is one of the most important things we can do for our immune system. And if we're not getting adequate sleep, we're having sleep issues, maybe we need to you know, reevaluate that cup of coffee. Maybe we can take a homeopathic called coffee accruta, which basically has the inverse effect of caffeine to allow us to sleep better. Maybe we could be taking anxiety-reducing things by the passion flowers, St. John's wort, things like that to really allow us to, to just sink back as we're falling asleep and stay asleep for, for a consistent period of time. Great. Hey, Richard, we got two more questions. Dr. D has a question and Christine has a question and then we're done with the show, but we have two minutes. All right, Dr. D. Well, I, I just want to ask Richard in reference to his metaphor, uh, homeopathically, naturopathically, uh, how do I get the sand out of my shorts and socks? <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'm not, I'm not sure what, uh, could, you, could you translate? <laughs> Let's move on to our next question. I'm just being uh, cute. Christine, I have a little, little 10-year-old birthday humor. Christine, you have a question. Great. Um, yes, thank you. Um, Richard, do you work with um, any other practitioners in the community um, to add even a, even a more well-balanced and rounded sort of aspects to your work? Or, and and, and who, who, what, what, what sort of practitioners would you work with? 
Yeah, so I work primarily with, with um, Dr. Dale Figtree, um, specifically uh, with, with nutrition, and I will almost always turn um, things over to her for, for nutrition-related um, stuff. And then she throws it right back to me when it comes down to the, the creating the recipes. Um, but I, I also um, have worked closely with, with um, Chinese medical practitioners um, that were based here and have sadly moved. But I'm originally from Connecticut, so most of the people that I've worked with are there. So I'm just sort of starting to, to build a network with other practitioners in the area. What's your contact information, Richard? Um, well, for email, um, it will be mountainsagehealingarts at gmail.com. My phone number is 860-560-6899. Um, I also have a Facebook page and Instagram, which are both Mountain Sage Healing Arts, and a website, which is mountainsagehealingarts.com. Beautiful. We'll be back before after these messages. This is a Santa Barbara Chin Sports Radio. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. Dominique, close the show. Ah. Well, I just want to say it, I, this is so incredible that, that Erica, you have had this opportunity for the show for the past 10 years. It's such an honor to be a part of Teen Sports Radio. And um, this celebration that we all feel in our hearts, even though we can't be in the room together, giving each other a hug. We're, we're doing the air hug and we're celebrating. And that includes celebrating everything. I mean, we have seniors graduating from high school. We have college students graduating. There's so many people that at this point in time are looking forward to celebrations where we can't normally celebrate all together. And I just want to put that joy of this communal experience that we're having at just how wonderful it is that our hearts can stay connected even when we can't physically connect Aww. let me uh, i gotta say a uh, real quick because i've been sneaking into the kitchen because christine <laughs> bought cinnamon buns and i just want you to know there's still some left so <laughs> i'm on my way house in the kitchen it's been me <laughs> dr d how you doing i'm doing great i just wanted to uh, uh tail uh, uh tail out the program by basically saying that to everything that everybody has contributed today that it really comes back to what i've been promoting for quite some time 2020 the year of perfect vision now i had no way of knowing when i started <laughs> my interviews in uh, january uh, where we were going to be in april but the reality is nothing's changed in the sense that it's still important for us to take the time to go within to find that calm find that peace and find that direction i know that christine and emily and richard would agree as well as ed with his his contributions to the program and everybody who has who has contributed especially today on this very auspicious day our 10th anniversary that that we need to come from a place of calm because if we're coming from that place of fear, it's chaotic, uh, and it's it's uh, unrestrained uh, um, in the sense that we're going to start making decisions that are not in our best interest and not in the best interest of the people around us. And I think that that what we're seeing around the country right now with people getting frustrated over the fact that their their states are shut down in one sh at one level or another. 
and now they're protesting. And I'm just sitting here thinking they're coming from a place of fear. And there's no, there's more than enough of everything, not just resources. There's more than enough peace and calm and all of those things. And we need to tap into that. And I just put that out to everybody to continue to go within to find that space and that, that place that will help them. Erica. I tell everybody to share the light and share the love. All right. And spend a little bit of time every day to call three to five people that you're thinking about whoever pops in your head, call them because they're, they're thinking about you. Every person that I've called out of the blue said, Oh my God, I was just thinking about you. So try that. All right. Cause that's how we stay connected. And everybody on this panel is a light worker and you know, my heart goes to all of you. Anything I can do for anybody, I feel that it would be, you know, reciprocated in kind because that's what the show about. Listen, Santa Barbara, the best place on the planet to be. We are light workers. God bless. See you next week. <laughs>